Greetings, precious humans. Poet and playwright Neil Marcus said, Disability is not a brave struggle or courage in the face of adversity. Disability is an art. It's an ingenious way to live. I couldn't agree more. My name is Laura Legendary, and you're listening to Legendary Insights. of the air date of this program. It is now the first Thursday in August, and let me tell you, I am one baked human. Alexa, what's the current temperature? Right now, it's 110 degrees. Tonight, expect a low of 86 degrees. Hashtag kill me now. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Insights, where the theme of the program is how to live your best most ingenious life. My guest today is Marana Vredenberg, and if anyone can tell you a thing or two about how to live your best life, it's Marana. Marana is a certified fitness trainer, and she's also a certified nutrition specialist. She has a lot to offer today with respect to how to incorporate fitness and manage diabetes. We're also going to talk about the Blinded Veterans Association Convention, which is upcoming later this month, because Marana and I are both going to be there, and I want to give you all an opportunity to meet her if you plan to attend. Stay with us until the end of the program, because Marana has made a special arrangement just for any of the Blinded Veterans Association convention attendees who may want to take part in some free fitness training. So hang in there all the way to the end of the program. Okay, let's get started. Hey, Marana, it's great to have you here. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. It's always great to sit and chit-chat with you. Well, for those of my listeners who think your name sounds familiar or who may have actually heard your voice before because you have been interviewed on other podcasts, I wanted to let the audience know that Marana is also a contributor to the Fashionability Channel podcast. She does our segment called In the Loop, where she talks about all things health, wellness, and fitness. And of course, we love to have her expertise. So for the rest of the audience who may not know who you are, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background? Certainly. Yeah. So I am blind and I am type 1 diabetic. I was diagnosed when I was nine years old, which was the cause of my sight loss. And um, so, yeah, that was about 13 years ago. Prior to that, I was a hairdresser. So fitness has has always been, you know, a part of my life or or at least, you know, in my 20s and stuff. And um, and so that's what I'm all about. My my background is just in a 
a hairdresser that, that lost her sight due to a disease. And basically, I'm all about just trying to overcome obstacles and the odds and, and pushing yourself to be the best version of you, no matter what your situation. Um, you know, we all can't be uh, the, the top athletes and stuff, but we can all be our be best versions of us, no matter what our situation is. And that's just try to, the message that I try to convey to others. Well, your interest in fitness goes beyond just being a gym rat, because I would say for you, fitness is really an avocation. And haven't you also been involved in martial arts? Yes, yes. I um, have. A few years ago, I started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which at first started as a just kind of a hobby, you know, self-defense and and stuff. But I, I ended up uh, falling in love with it, and and it's it's just the the team, um, being a part of a team, and and becoming stronger and and better, and having that confidence and and knowing that you're able to defend yourself no matter you know what, at least be able to go down with a fight has been something that. Uh, has been a part of my life for the past couple of years. Um, with that, you know, I've obviously had some obstacles with, with health issues, with diabetes and stuff like that. But, you know, it's all about just uh, picking back up and continuing on as, as best as you can, and that's what I try to do. Far be it from me to indulge in the typical sighted person cliches, because nobody is more irritated than I am when I hear people describe me as amazing. But even, <laughs> even I have to say, it's pretty amazing to me to think of a person who is completely blind as being skilled in the martial arts. In what way have you had to adapt your training regimen or your fitness regimen or your fitness goals to accommodate your disabilities? You know, that's really been kind of a learning process. Whenever I first started training jujitsu, I was doing more of kind of the, like the bodybuilding thing, trying to build, you know, lean mass and stuff like that, which is always good. Um, but uh, you quickly learned that for that sport in particular, you want more of a strength and conditioning type of training. There are different um, things that we work on specifically that help with, um, with jiu-jitsu. Um, but as far as my disability goes, honestly, jiu-jitsu is, is really, really uh, friendly for for people who are blind it, it is a full contact sport um you know it's, it's a grappling sport we use chokes and submissions and stuff like that uh but a lot of the higher belts that i work with they actually will we call it rolling whenever you're sparring we call it rolling they actually roll with their eyes closed because it's actually kind of advantageous to do it that way um because you're doing everything by feel and um you know that way you're not getting tricked by seeing something and and so uh it works out quite well um a lot of it is just communicating clearly with your partner they they do have to um you know the way i do it is i will have somebody explain the move to me they perform the move on me first so i get to feel how it is um and then i will go and try to do it on them usually somebody uh higher ranked will come and correct me and show me what to do but it really works out pretty simply, especially once you get past learning all the very basic moves. So are you saying that for someone who might be interested in picking up a sport or a fitness regimen, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu 
is not only a good form of exercise, but it teaches you self-defense, and it's something that a blind person could do. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, in my opinion, every female—I mean, disabled person, whatever—should be training it because you're right. It is—it's great for self-defense. It's great for exercise. It's great for confidence building. It's great for being a part of a team and having that feeling of contributing to something that's bigger than yourself. I, you know, there's—it's just. A good thing to do physically, mentally, emotionally.、Uh, it's just really a, a great system to to get into if if people are interested in、um, in pursuing something like that. And the good news is is that there are academies, typically martial arts, call them dojos, but we call them academies that are all over the country and they're all over the world, really. What I like about what you said with respect to self confidence is. What occurs to me as a woman who is blind is that I am perceived as an easy target, whether or not I actually am, is only to be learned when somebody who is predatory decides to take the opportunity. But that's what predators are—they're opportunists. And if someone like you is skilled to any degree in Brazilian jiu-jitsu or Who is physically fit? That perception is not going to be the reality, and they can perceive you as a potential easy target because of your white cane. But boy, are they going to be surprised when they make their move! <laughs> yeah, that's always been kind of what I've said: is you know, I want to look like an easy target, and then leave them realizing that they just made the worst mistake in their life. You know, so and it's not a guarantee all the time. You know, but at least you know you can go down with a fight. At least you have the confidence in knowing that if you get yourself into a particular situation or whatever, that that you're trained. And and I know, I mean, I've heard story after story of guys who even after just training jujitsu for two weeks and they have that little bit of an edge on knowing how to control somebody and how to get the advantage and stuff like that. They end up dominating and and being able to submit an opponent and stuff. So、uh, it, it really is a, a great thing. And just the more you practice, the better you become, and, and the stronger you are, the more technique you have and skill you have, and the better chance you have at fighting off a, a predator. I think the confidence aspect of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu would be. Invaluable. If Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gives you that extra edge of confidence, then you walk a bit differently, you hold yourself a bit differently, and it might be just enough to give an observer pause and think, "Well, you know, maybe there's an easier target elsewhere." Correct. Yes, and you know, it's it's. Much much better than a self defense course. We all see, you know, even within the, the the blindness community, like special programs that they offer and and things for self defense. The problem is that there's not really any repetition there.、Um, people where are are inclined to do one class and then think they've got it down, and and you know, ten years down the road, you're standing there trying to recall what you learned ten years ago.、Um, whenever you practice something regularly, it just becomes a part of you. It you develop that muscle memory, like. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I got choked out before I learned that as soon as you hear, as soon as you feel somebody's arm going for your neck, you're gonna protect your neck. Like, okay, now I gotta drop my chin. You know, you gotta, you gotta know how to protect it, and it just becomes a a natural part of you. It becomes instinct. It becomes reaction. You know, and and so I, I think that that's a great thing. And, and you're right with the confidence. You know. 
okay, um, I mean, who wants to walk outside, especially as blind people, and be scared? You know, you, you can go out and, and have that confidence in knowing, like, I don't have to be afraid because chances are I'm going to be able to defend myself. And, and I mean, most likely somebody else who is trained, another fighter or, you know, somebody that is in comes from one of those communities, um, isn't going to be a predator. They're going to be the ones that are looking to defend themselves and defend other people, too, if it's necessary. So um, it, it definitely gives you the upper hand, I think. When did you realize that you wanted your avocation, your hobby, your interest, that really just served your own desires, when did you realize you wanted to turn that into your vocation, your career? You know, you're correct. I, I did um, start pursuing fitness and nutrition as a career. Um, it just kind of evolved that way. There wasn't, whenever I, I first started doing it, um, you know, it was like, oh, this is interesting. And I think we all become passionate about something and we all love to share our passions. And, and so it was just kind of, um, talking to other people who would ask me questions about, Hey, what about this with nutrition or what about fitness with this and, and stuff. And just realizing like the joy that I received in sharing something with somebody and getting positive feedback from that. Like, Hey, I've been doing this and it's working. It's great. Now this, you know, and just like, I can help other people, and that feels really good. It, it feels really good to be able to give back. It feels really good to be able to to help others, especially those who um, are blind or diabetic or whatever, who maybe I've been in their shoes, and it's just kind of like we all want somebody to kind of help us whenever we're not really certain about what lies ahead and just to kind of have that person that's like, hey, it's going to be okay, but you need to do this, you know? So um, it just it just was in realizing that I had a passion for not only learning to better myself, but wanting to help others to do that as well. You have a double certification as a fitness trainer and a nutrition specialist. Did you have to undergo a rigorous training period in order to get those certifications? It wasn't really rigorous. It, it was time-consuming. It was a, a six-month process, and, and I'm actually certified through the International Sports Science Association. I do believe that I was the first blind person that they had certified. Well, I have to say, as your friend and as a member of the blind community, I'm incredibly proud of you. So congratulations on your achievement. I think that's fantastic. And with you being the outgoing, bubbly person that you are and your desire to help other people, I know you're going to be a huge success. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It, it, it certainly is a pleasure. I just, I do enjoy working with others, especially whenever I see it benefiting them and them wanting to get healthy and stuff and being able to take part in that. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's really a rewarding thing to do. Do you have an ideal client is there a particular group that you're anxious to work with? Yeah, you know, I'm willing to work with anybody. It's people who really are hungry to, to learn and to better their lives. Um, I'm very passionate, though, about working with uh, injured and disabled veterans. Well, speaking of working with veterans, Marana is going to be appearing 
at the upcoming Blinded Veterans Association convention. Along with me, we're both going to be there. Actually, Marana is going to be assisting me in the booth. I'll be exhibiting my elegant Insights Braille creations at the convention. I'm very excited because it's the first time I'm going to be exhibiting for this particular group. I was invited to go, and I'm extremely honored and privileged to be able to present my Braille jewelry and accessories to this particular group, and Marana was also invited by the event coordinator who thought she would be a great one to interact with the attendees, talk about health and wellness and fitness, and so Marana and I are going to be tag-teaming it. You can find us both in booth 404 in the exhibit hall. If you happen to be in the Reno-Sparks area, please come see us. The convention starts the Monday, August 13th. The exhibit hall is open Tuesday and Wednesday, the 14th and 15th. Again, Marana and I will be in booth 404. And if you happen to be in the area, you can find us on the second floor of the Nugget Casino in Reno Sparks and ask Marana your burning health and nutrition and fitness questions because she is going to come armed and ready with some great info. So we invite you to stop by our booth and say hi, hit Marana up for some great nutrition and fitness info, check out my beautiful Elegant Insights Braille jewelry and accessories, and Marana will tell you everything you need to know to get started on your own fitness journey. So I'm looking forward to it, Marana. Oh, me too. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I always appreciate your, your pieces. I know I have several of them and I'm always excited whenever I, I get a new one because it's, it's top quality and stuff. So it's going to be exciting to, uh, be able to, to help promote that for you and stuff and being willing or being able to, to share, uh, some fitness and nutrition stuff with people that uh, may be curious. And, and yeah, I love it when people ask questions. I, I mean, if I don't know the answer, I'll definitely find it out because it not only helps them, but it helps me. You are affiliated with a company for whom you evangelize their product. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. So I am a representative for uh, Dexcom. I'm what they call a Dexcom warrior um, which was really a huge blessing. It's a product that I use myself, um, and and being able to represent for them is is really a great thing. Um, from what I understand, the Warriors program is not easy to get into. And as soon as I started talking with my local Dexcom representative and his managers and stuff, they're like, "We want you to represent us." Um, so the Dexcom is a continuous glucose monitor. Um, I shared with you guys that I am diabetic. I'm, I'm type 1. And so it's just a small device that I wear. The uh, transmitter and uh, sensor are probably about the size of a peanut in the shell. And I just wear it 24 hours a day and it sends uh, glucose readings to my phone um, every five minutes. So I can keep constant track of, of what my, my blood sugars are doing. And that information is just hugely helpful with both, you know, in, in my own um, 
being able to to tighten up my uh, blood sugar control and such, um, and just being aware of, of what my blood sugars are doing, of seeing how different types of exercises affect my body directly. You know, my, my trainer will actually watch what my sugars are doing as we're working together. So we see how each exercise is affecting my blood sugar. Um, it's nice to know the information that it provides is just great because, I mean, with a finger stick, you get a number. And that's it. You know, you're, you're, I'm working out and I start to feel like maybe I'm dropping a little bit. I check my blood sugar and it's 70. Um, the Dexcom will let me know, is my blood sugar 70 and dropping? Um, it lets me know how fast it's dropping. Is it, is it slowly dropping? Is it rapidly dropping? And it also, um, will tell me if it's constant or if it's rising or if it's, it's rapidly rising. So each of those different pieces of information are going to affect how I treat it. If it's, if it's 70 and constant, I might have a few slices of dried mango or something, wait a little bit for it to come up and then continue my workout. If it's 70 and rapidly dropping, then I know I need to stop my workout. It, it, it's, I'm done. I need to go down. I need to get something to fix it, wait for it to come back up, and maybe I can continue my workout later on. What I love about what you're describing is that not only does the Dexcom device give you nearly real-time information, but you can get that information in context of what you're doing in the particular situation that you happen to be in, and that contextual information can be incredibly valuable. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've learned um, a number of things with, with in regards to just like food intake and stuff too. I uh, I, I learned that teriyaki sauce and barbecue sauce will send my blood sugar soaring. Um, you know, you, so often we, we eat something and then we end up high and it's like, well, what happened there? And, and so, um, you know, there's little things like that and who would think, oh, sauce is going to affect this this much. And, and so there's, there's little things like that, that you're like, okay, so now, you know, and you can start to fine tune things as, as necessary. Wow. Well, they have a great representative in you. You are obviously very passionate about the Dexcom product, and I'm sure that with you out there as a warrior, you're going to spread the great information to so many people who could really use it. Just have to ask, though, because I'm an accessibility advocate, is it accessible for people who are blind? The app is definitely accessible. And one thing that I'm really excited about, um, I've met some of the people that are higher up in the company. Um, there was a gentleman who has been with Dexcom for four years. He is really pioneering some of the uh, uh, systems that are going to be um, uh, automated insulin delivery. So basically, he's working with pump companies. And, and they're working on developing a system that would, it would continue, the Dexcom would continuously monitor the glucose and communicate with a pump, and that pump would deliver insulin as necessary according to what the blood sugar is. It will start to deliver, you know, if you're, if you're rising, it, it can detect like, I think it's like up to 20 or 30 minutes in advance what your blood sugar is going to do. So if you're 120, and you're rapidly dropping, it's going to suspend that insulin delivery until you can come back up into a normal range. Um, but I, I had the opportunity to speak with him, and he's huge on accessibility. Every time they release the app, an update, or, or whatever, um, he is on it. He's checking it to make sure that it's accessible for blind people. So just to find somebody in the company that's higher up that, that really cares about it as well, I, I think is great. Um, in my experience, 
with pump companies and stuff, there's not really anything out there that is completely accessible. And part of my fear has been that as technology improves um, and, and what I'm using now becomes obsolete because pumps are moving more towards touchscreens. The last two pumps that I have gotten from my pump company um, are completely inaccessible. I can't even unlock them. To, to be able to to do any sort of um, bolusing or anything with them. Um, and that's been part of my fear. But to see that there is somebody out there that, that does care about it and that is going to make sure that accessibility is incorporated and stuff, it, it, it means a lot. And I feel like being able to be there and get in and meet the people that work for the company and for them to see me and to be able to give them that direct feedback and also knowing people in the blindness community that are involved in, in technology and its development and, and accessibility and stuff will be a good thing, not just for me, but for all blind diabetics out there that, that need something that is accessible and, and who want to improve their health and to make sure that we don't get left in the dust because, you know, the technology improved, but it's, it's, it's not accessible. So now what we use is, is obsolete and, and no longer usable because um, that could put us in a very, very bad situation. It's nice to be able to have that foot in the door and to be able to be a voice on it and not just as somebody who cares about it, but somebody who lives it. Um, I, I think it's a great thing. That's fantastic. Tell everybody how to get in touch with you if they want to hit you up for any nutrition or fitness info. I'm sure you don't mind helping people out if they just want to reach out and ask you a couple of questions. Let everyone know where they can find you. Certainly, if they are, if people are at the BVA convention, come by the booth, say hi. I can hand up business cards and, and such. But uh, over social media, I am at Maranaloop, M-A-R-A-N-A-L-O-O-P on Twitter. Uh, they can find me on Facebook, uh, Marana Bradenberg, and uh, they can also email me at marana.bradenberg at gmail.com. My last name is a little bit tricky. It's V as in Victor, R-A-D-E-N-B-U-R-G. Uh, probably the easiest way is to find me on Twitter, and I can share information, uh, contact information with them that way. Sure, and as always, my audience knows that I have a Twitter list consisting of all of the people, products, and projects mentioned on Legendary Insights, so I will add you to my Twitter list, and I'll also be tweeting out Marana's links during the program because during the initial airing of Legendary Insights, I live tweet, so anyone who would like some additional information about Marana, please follow LL on air. That's L-L-O-N-A-I-R on Twitter. And be sure to follow Marana at Marana Loop. And until I see you in a couple of weeks in booth 404 in Reno, Nevada, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all that great info. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I did want to let you know, and others that may be at the convention as well, I did call one of the Jiu-Jitsu Academies there in Reno and spoke with a gentleman there, and he said that uh, we're welcome to come and train. Um, you get a week's free worth of training there, so I'm going to be going to put in some Jiu-Jitsu time while I'm there if anybody else wants to join. Um, I, I do believe he is a veteran himself. And so uh, if, if people want to come and join and, and maybe learn a little bit of jujitsu, whatever, uh, it'd be great. It'd be great to take a group of people to go. So Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really, wow. He's a really, really nice guy. 
and uh, he actually owns one of the Gracie Academies, which is a uh, very, very well-known, reputable academy. It, it, it's a good place, and I think it'll just be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it, and if you or, or anybody else want to join me, then uh, let's go. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a blind people influx. It'll be a good time. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Okay, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, well, thanks very much, Miranda. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. See you soon. It's always a pleasure. All right. Bye. Okay, everyone. That wraps it up. Thank you, as always, for listening. And please join me for the next episode of Legendary Insights, which will air on Thursday, October 4th, 2018, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Until then. Legendary Insights. Let's connect. You can follow me on Twitter at LL on Air. Or just do a search for Legendary Insights ACB. You can listen to Legendary Insights on the web at http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash mainstream. Or you can listen from the ACB Link app which you can get from the Apple App Store. Miss an episode? Don't worry. You can also download Legendary Insights as a podcast. Just do a search for Legendary Insights in the Apple iTunes Store. This is Laura Legendary for ACB Radio Mainstream.